welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today is a health message. It is a part of the series that God has commanded me to preach when he told me once per month, I want you to teach on the subject of health and I want you to educate the people because People, I want you to understand God wants you healthy. He doesn't just want to get you well. He wants you to stay well. So this is a part of that series. And in this, I'm just led to just teach you some easy, simple things that you can do. Nothing overly complicated, but just simple stuff that you can do that will make a tremendous difference in health. And always before any health message, we will go back over and reiterate and reemphasize the eight pillars of health. Now, I talked about in detail the eight pillars of health in sermon number 4021. So you can go to airjesus.com and you can listen to sermon number 4021. It begins the eight pillars of health and it'll explain those. But I always go back over those in each message because these are the foundations. Number one, exercise 30 to 60 minutes a day, four to six days a week. Number two, eat at least five servings of fruits and vegetables daily. Number three, Drink enough water so that your urine remains clear or light yellow. Number four, maintain a healthy weight and watch your belly button. Number five, don't smoke, do drugs, or drink too much alcohol. Number six, limit meat, sweets, fried foods, and the full filling. Number seven, get enough sleep. And number eight, have right relationships. And I'm going to be reading today... From Genesis, the first book of the Bible, you don't have to turn there because you've heard this many times. Genesis chapter two, beginning at verse number seven. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. For the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And it goes on for the next few verses talking about the four rivers and picking up at verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother 
and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now, God gave man fundamentally about five things. He first of all gave him a home in the Garden of Eden. Now, it was not a castle or a great mansion as we may be used to it, but but it was a paradise of a garden. So God gave man, he didn't have to have air condition or heat because the temperature was all perfectly balanced. Everything was perfect in the garden. So God gave man first a home. Then he gave man food. He gave him every tree and every herb. He gave him plenty to eat. He gave him food. Then he gave him a command. He told him what not to eat. Then he gave him a job. He brought every animal and every living thing to Adam for him to name. And Adam, so his job was instilling and imparting nomenclature on everything that God had created. So that was his job, almost like a librarian. That was his job. So he gave him a job. Then after he gave him a job, he gave him a wife. So these were the five things that God gave Adam in the beginning. Continuing on with the book of Genesis chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now God gave man a home, food, a command of what not to eat a job, and a wife. And out of all of these commands, Adam kept four of the five. He kept his house. He gave him the house, told him to tend the house, shepherd the house, guard the house. He he, he took care of the house. He gave him food. He ate the food. He, he, He gave him a job. He did an excellent job of naming everything, and he gave him a wife. Four out of the five commands that God gave or the things that God gave Adam, he took good care of. He followed all of them but one. He ate the wrong thing. And when you look at life today, eating the wrong thing kills more people 
than almost all of the other stuff put together. When you really look at it in actual truth, he gave Adam a wife and told Adam, you for this cause, you leave your mother and leave your father and, and you clean. He didn't even have a, a, a normal mother and father. You clean. Do you know Adam did not commit adultery with Eve? He couldn't commit adultery because there wasn't anybody else that to commit adultery with. You know, to be honest about it, you know, if I were God, I'd have done some stuff different. I really would. I just made it where you couldn't get with but one person. I mean, it just wouldn't fit. You know what I'm mean? like a key. I'd have just made it where once you got it, just wouldn't fit anybody else. That's what I would have done. And that would have solved that. You'd have all this lust going on for looking at it, but it just wouldn't even fit. So that's what I would do. Wouldn't even fit. And that way it would solve that problem. But there was no adultery in the garden because there simply was nobody. And see, that's some reasons people now are faithful. It's not that you so you didn't think anybody committed adultery with. He just did, he didn't have anybody to commit adultery with. So he he kept all of the stuff except for that one. But that one thing, when you really look at statistics, that one thing kills more people. Then almost all of the other stuff put together. See, see, you really, you don't even know anyone personally who is dead from a lot of the other stuff. You don't know anybody personally who's dead from adultery. Now, sometimes, you know, you do have people get caught and they get shot, but you don't know anybody that's been shot. <laughs> you, may, you may hear it on the news, but, but if I ask all of you, who, who knows someone personally who was caught, you know, as they claim butt naked and sin and got shot? Very few of you would really raise your hand. So you don't know anyone personally. It happens. But for the most part, it is a rare instance. A lot of the other stuff, it it happens. But for the most part, it is a rare instance. But if I ask you, how many of you know someone who is dead because of their lifestyle and dietary habits? Every single one of you would raise your hand. And not only would you raise your hand for one person, you would raise your hand because you know multitudes of people. So this one thing of eating the wrong thing from the beginning caused more destruction, caused more death and more premature death than anything else in history. And even right now, if you look at the stats that eating the wrong things is two things that right up there at the top, eating the wrong things and smoking cigarettes. And both of them got to do with what you put in your mouth. Both of them do. So when you look at what you put in your mouth, that thing, and that's why God, he said, don't even touch this thing. So the, the wrong plant it has to do that thing has to do with uh, the vast majority of, of premature death that we have in this country but there's a revelation something of what God spoke to me and something of what I want you to see for those of you that are having particularly issues with that first command of putting the wrong thing in your mouth and all of us have had that issue to be honest about it that food food is one of the roughest temptations to deal because it's everywhere you can't get away from it and you have to eat so it's one of the roughest things that we deal with. I I was at a prophetic conference on last week and for the first time as I sat there, something highly unusual happened to me. Literally, my lips began to burn. I mean, I've never had, I've had one instance before of where my hands got so hot that my hands began to burn, but I'd never had an instance and I knew then it was the beginning of the healing anointing. But my lips began to burn. I've been prophesying for a long, long time, but I've never had a case of where my lips literally 
they started to burn. And as I was there, as I got up that morning for my morning prayer, God spoke a word to me for the people. And this is what he said. Tell those who are struggling with weight issues. So this is for those who are struggling with weight issues. How many of you struggle with weight issues? I do. I'll be honest about it. I'm I'm, I'm right now. I am literally now by, by the medical. I'm in excellent condition. But right now I'm about 190 to 195 pounds. I'm six feet, four inches tall. Medically, that's 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 perfect. But in college, I was about 155. So I got an extra five pounds of water jug on my shoulders right now that I'm hauling around. So I struggle. Now, I'm, 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 I mean, I don't have any, you know, I'm, I'm in good shape, but I struggle with weight issues. So I understand the difficulty of dealing with it. I, ideally, I ought to be where I was in college, but I'm 195 now. Whereas I was 155 and I was skinny as a rail in college. I look much more buff now. I got more rip and muscle. But, <laughs> but I'm hauling around an extra 40 pounds, even if it is rip and muscle. A lot of it I know is simply because I have a difficulty with weight issues. Just as pure and as simple as that. So this is, it's not for those who have super high metabolism and everything you eat just burns right up. You know, you just skinny as a rail, can't put on a pound any kind. It's not this message that you can get up and walk out right now. This message is not for you. So and when God speaks a word, he has and he said, this is for those with weight issues. He said, tell those who are struggling with weight issues. To walk with me in the cool of the day, six days a week. And that was the word I heard. He said, tell those who are struggling with weight issues to walk with me in the cool of the day, six days a week. Now, let me, let me go back to the Bible and just show you some stuff after they had eaten the wrong thing. And let me show you what happened. And this was the first original sin, and it is still today the deadliest of the sins. Kills most folk. See, the, the Bible says, you know, the penalty for sin is death. Well, you want to know what to be. Look at what killed the most folk. Without question. There's nothing else that's even close in the same ballpark as what people put in their mouths. Kills more folk by multitudes than anything else. Nothing else is even close. Tell those who are struggling with weight issues to walk with me in the cool of the day, six days a week. Now, immediately after they ate the wrong thing, first thing they did was they realized that they were naked and they made clothes for themselves. Let me show you the, the psychological behind that. I, when I was doing the health seminar dealing called Fat Defined, the Spirit of Weight Loss, I had a congregation member come to me and tell me, she said, Pastor Bronner, I realized that I was putting on weight because it served as a padding and it insulated me from the world. And what you find a lot of times what the psychologists say, sometimes if you've ever gone through abuse or through trauma, it causes you sometimes to want to put a shield between you and the world. And, and, and you feel comfortable 
behind this wall when they ate the wrong thing, when they violated God's word, they, they needed to put on a covering because they, they felt embarrassed, they felt ashamed, they felt dirt. And, and oftentimes this covering, it takes on many forms. And with some people, the covering, sometimes it is a literal wall of flesh that we put on to insulate us, to shield us from the world, and it is a covering. Immediately after they had eaten the wrong thing, They went and covered themselves. Now, the Bible says this. It says they heard the voice in Genesis chapter three, verse eight. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And I've always thought that was a strange thing. How you hear a voice walking? I mean, I could understand you heard his footsteps walking, but but it says and they heard the voice. Of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day. Now voice in the original Hebrew, it's the word cold and it means to call aloud or a voice or a sound. So they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day immediately after they had eaten the wrong things and covered themselves up. First thing that happened, their first contact with God, they heard his voice walking in the garden in the cool of the day. God has sense enough to get some exercise. He has sense enough to rest. We are made in his likeness and he had to rest, didn't he? So God himself was out walking in the cool of the day. I used to not have much respect for walking. I'm kind of a real vigorous, rough exercise person. I, I like to run. You know, I, I like rough stuff. Walking just was too gentle for me. You know, you see folk walking out. That, it's just too gentle for me. I, I just and I didn't to be honest, but I didn't have a whole lot of respect for walking. Until I went to our trade show in Baltimore a little bit over six months ago. I, the, the show was two days and I, in, I stayed in Baltimore for four days and I did not rent a car. Normally, if I'm in another city, I'll rent a car, but I didn't rent a car. So I walked everywhere that I went. I went to the movies and I walked. The, the, the challenge was the movies was like seven or eight miles away. So I ended up walking all over Baltimore and I would spend from two to three hours every day walking. At the end of that fourth day, I stood in the mirror and my body was different. And I'm standing there looking in the mirror. I said, my goodness, this walking is no joke. I saw my body sculptured in those four days just from that walking. I would have soon, I I needed to run. I needed to do push-ups. I needed to do all this kind of stuff that I needed to really do some heavy duty. You know, like manly exercises. Yeah, I I think I need to do some manly stuff. You know, I, I just like, you know, that manly stuff. I saw my body transformed after I did four days of heavy walking. I knew another person who they were struggling trying to get weight off of their stomach and and they were just running and all. And somehow the stuff wouldn't move. And, and, And they told me, they said they heard God just whisper to them, just walk. And they changed their exercise program where they just went out and they just walked a long time every day. And they said from the walking Somehow the stomach just started to move into flatness. There's a power. See, God knew 
And he spoke to us even in what he was doing himself. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day. Walking is the original and it's it's only one of perhaps three natural exercises for the body. And it is the most natural of all the exercises, all of the rest of the stuff. It's good, but it's not really the natural rhythm of the body. Walking is the most natural exercise that you can do. There, there are two other exercises that are totally natural. One of them is running, but you just can't run that long. And some of you, if you're struggling with weight issues, you can't run at all. And running has some, it has some other disadvantages. And the other one is natural, that's heavily exercise-based, is sex. And some of you, for whatever reasons, that's not, that's a no-no. So, so walking, walking is the most natural It is a thing that you can do easiest. It's low impact. There's no danger in it. It doesn't cost you a dime. You don't need a whole lot of heavy duty equipment. You don't have to have a gym membership. You know, all of the standard excuses that people have, you know, I ain't got this. All you need is a street. Put on you some bright clothes so nobody run over you and get on the street. That's all you need. So all you need to do is do what Adam and Eve heard God doing after they had eaten the wrong thing. Because people, I'm going to tell you right now, I wish I could say different, but you're going to eat the wrong thing. Because I can't stop. I I eat better than anyone I know, but I can't stop eating the wrong thing. Every now and then, I just like the wrong thing. I'll be honest with you. I just like the wrong thing every now and then. I will eat stuff. I know without question this stuff clogs my arteries. I had some... I had some nachos the other day. I know what I It's crispy. It's fried. It has salt on it. Got all this stuff bad about it, but they were good. So this is the problem. So, so I know without question, I'm going to eat some of the wrong stuff, just as you're going to eat some of the wrong stuff. So I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you people just don't eat the wrong stuff. What I am going to tell you that if you are struggling with weight issues, walk with him. Six days a week in the cool of the day. You don't have to get out there in the middle of the heat. Get up in the cool of the day. See, God was walking in the cool of the day. He gives you some keys that's very deep, but yet very simple if you understand it. So don't try to get out there. It's 12 o'clock noon. It's 95 degrees. And you end up falling out from a heat stroke. In the cool of the day. Walk with God. And when he says walk with me, walk with God. I mean, if if you're walking with a partner, that's fine. But you make sure that when you're walking with a partner, you leave all of the non-godly stuff out. Leave the gossip out. If if you're walking with your your MP3 player with, with headphones, make sure that whatever you are listening to, See, you got to listen to exactly what he said. If you are struggling with weight issues, he says, walk with me. So if you're walking with something and you listening to 50 cent, that's not walking with God. You know, so so you're not what you're walking with 50 cent. You understand? So walk with God, not 50 cent. And I'm not on, you know, I'm not picking on 50 cent. That's just the only one I could think of right off the bat. But but if you are walking with God, walk with God and leave the other mess out. Walk with God, walk with God in the cool 
of the day. Now, some of you might want to do that. I like to run in the I like to run in the blistering heat. The hotter it is, the better it is. It puts my body under the greatest amount of strain. And sometimes if I'm talking to my mother while I'm out running, she said, boy, you out here running in this heat. Don't you know that the kids? My thing about me. But see, I'm not going to give anybody else that advice. You walk in the cool of the day. You walk in the cool of the day. You walk with God and you walk six days a week. This is the word that God has spoken. And if you follow this, some of you say, well, I passed. I got uh, well, 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 shuffle, limp, you know, whatever you got to do. I mean, some of you, some of you, you're going to be able to walk. You know, you'll be able to swing your arms. You'll be able to step high. But I'm going to be honest about it. Some of you all are going to walk kind of funny. And if you got to walk funny, you know, you, however you got to walk, you know, you just walk. He's not going to judge you by, by whether your stride is all straight and clean. You just walk however you got to walk. You just walk that way. All he's telling you to do is walk with him in the cool of the day, six days a week. You don't have to sweat. You don't have to spend any money. And when you start doing this, if you are obedient And you're struggling with this weight issue. Now, it's not going to come all off in a month. But you'll notice month after month after month, you will notice a change in the way that you look and in the way that you feel. Walk with God in the cool of the day, six days a week. It's what my grandmother used to do. My grandmother lived to be 97 years old, never had a medical issue until she was in her 90s. But every morning, grandmama got up and went walking. Never did a day of jogging. Never had a personal trainer. Never did any jumping jacks. Never did any sit-ups. Grandmama got up every morning and grandmama went and walked. There's a power in walking with God in the cool of the day. This has been message number 4025 in the health series. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, and amen. Walk with God in the cool of the day and just watch what God shall start doing in your body. This ends message number 4025 by Nathaniel Bronner Jr. To hear other messages or to send this message number 4025 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com to hear other messages in the health series. Click series on theonlineword.com. This has been message number 4025 called Walking with God in the Cool of the Day. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.